The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I hope you're doing fantastic. Hope life is treating you well. Wanted to give you a little uh, little gift, if you will, a little bonus episode. I've gotten a lot of kind feedback. Y'all seem to really enjoy these little pop-up bonus episodes. Sometimes they're interviews. Sometimes it's just me going through hot takes and answering your Q&As. So I figured while we're gearing up, getting ready to go into the Thanksgiving weekend, God, I can't even believe it's here. I mean, can you fucking believe it? I don't mean to sound like everyone's aunt who doesn't have much to say right now, but can you believe it? It's Thanksgiving. Now, I haven't been a holiday girl in a minute, but uh, I think I'm gonna. I think we're gonna cook some shit this year. We are. We are. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna. We're gonna cook the things. Jeff keeps talking about this fucking duck. He wants to cook a duck on the Traeger. And here's the thing. I like the Traeger. The problem is, though, if you don't know about these Traeger grills, it's all about these fancy wood chips. So whatever the fuck you put in the grill, I mean, you could put, you know, sawdust. If you put sawdust and that's what you use as your base in this Traeger grill, your food's going to taste like sawdust. Now, of course, Jeff has all these different wood chips, the hickory chips, the bourbon chips, all of this shit. But I told him, I said, "If, if you make this duck, and you don't use the right flavor profile, I'm going to be pissed. Never really been a poultry girl. You know, sometimes chicken creeps me out. I like a tender. I like a piccata. I love a roast. But you will never see my ass heating up chicken. Reheating chicken for a leftover? No. You either eat it cold or go home. You do not reheat chicken because it gets a very metallic taste. Also kind of the way I feel about turkey. You know, you eat it fresh, raw, or you make a sandwich the next day, but you're not reheating that turkey. You're not. I don't, if you're yelling at me in your car right now, shut the fuck up. I'm not, I don't have the time for this today. I am gracing you with the bonus episode, but theoretically I am still arguing with you that you do not reheat poultry. Steak always tastes fine the next day. And they say you can't do seafood. I, I reheated a shrimp scampi before and it's been fine. You can't nuke it, it can only get to about room temp, but it's decent. Hold on. I got to take a sip of this poppy. I am fully without a doubt, and this is not sponsored, addicted to these fucking poppy prebiotic sodas. The strawberry lemon is the most delicious thing I've ever had. The grape and orange taste like nostalgic flavors that you had as a kid. And I wasn't allowed to have anything but caffeine-free Diet Cokes growing up. So I am just, I've been taking these down but they're delicious. Hope I don't shit myself later. Anywho, yeah, I can't believe it. We're gearing up. And if you're a professional traveler like I am, you know that you don't travel the week of Thanksgiving. You're better off going on a flight the week of Christmas, even two days before, is less chaotic than traveling the day before Thanksgiving, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Airline prices are, I mean, you could go to Dubai, make a stop in Milan, and then hit Fiji for for less than what it would cost to take an American Airlines flight from Sacramento to San Diego. It's price gouging. It should be illegal. The holidays are already stressful. 
So I thought, I know that some of y'all are sitting around, you're cleaning your house, the in-laws are coming, you know, your siblings are coming, you got the fr- you got your aunt who got divorced six years ago and she won't shut the fuck up about it. And you're like, he left you for a reason. We've had to sit here at Thanksgiving and pretend to be on your side, but you're a nightmare. You know, you're an actual nightmare. You know, it sucks. I am doing this, this episode right now, audio only, and I can already tell you for a bonus episode, this is going to be so fire and I'm going to wish I would have videotaped it, but I'm giving myself a little grace by not having to put everything on tape. <laughs> My best work though is in the dark. My best work, baby, is when no one's watching. Mm. But you know how it goes. If you're a professional traveler, anybody here who works for the airlines knows that the day before Thanksgiving is absolutely hellish, nightmarish. Put a gun to your head. It's not worth it. Drive if you can. But even then, you're going to be sitting in seven hours of traffic, just just sweating on the turnpike. Because every asshole is trying to get a last minute bird over at the Costco. And so traffic's backed up. So I'm glad I'm staying in one put. I'm I'm glad I'm staying in one put. That's not a word or a phrase, Heather. I'm glad I'm staying put in one place. I'm telling you, this little sugar rush, this natural sugar rush from the poppy is making me crazy. So anyways, I wanted you to be able to listen to this while you're shopping this weekend, while you're cleaning your house, while you're getting ready, while you're, you know, g- g- very meticulously going through your medicine cabinet, figuring out the, the many ways that you can drug yourself in order to get through the holidays. We're low key this year. I got to go to LA for work a little bit in December. We're low key. We're taking Robin to the Turks for her 76th birthday. And then I'm going to be traveling obviously a ton in January and February. We're going international, darling. We're going to Australia. And then I have another thing I, I'm not allowed to discuss yet. I love, don't you love that element of surprise? You're like, Heather, what are you doing? I can't tell you. But when you find out, (laughs) darling, it's spectacular. So I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling come the new year. So we decided low key for the holidays. Ashley's going to come up. She's going to bring Bronson. Jeff's making this fucking hickory duck on the Traeger. I don't even want it. I called Ashley yesterday. I go, do you want a duck? She goes, I don't want a duck. Neither of us want a fucking duck. So Jeff's making the duck. I think Robin's going to do fillets for us. I might make a homemade Amatriciana because I'm missing my favorite restaurant in Rome, Il Falchetto. Shout out to the gang. Or maybe I'll do a little uh, Trattoria Perione moment from Florence and do a truffle pasta. I don't know. We're, we're making a smorgasbord for Thanksgiving. I don't need the mac and cheese. I don't need the stuffing. I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. And it's not that I'm anti-Thanksgiving food. I like it individually. I just never crave it at Thanksgiving. You know when I really crave a Thanksgiving plate is like a Thursday for lunch. And I know that's probably... You know, that makes sense in my mind because Thursday is when Thanksgiving is. But there's a place in Atlanta called the OK Cafe and it has like elevated kind of diner food and they have one of the best veggie plates. So I'll go get either the roast chicken, a little roast turkey. They give me, you know, it's a nice organic bird, two nice big slices, the brown gravy that's thin. It's not thick. It's a nice, really good brown, rich gravy. And then I'll get a side of Waldorf salad, some green beans that I just douse in hot sauce and I get a corn muffin and then I get a little side of their ranch dressing and I, I get weird with it. The little gravy, the little ranch, the beans, the Waldorf. This corn muffin at the OK Cafe is the greatest corn muffin I've ever had. That's where I go. 
Sometimes I'll get the mashed potatoes. I could do this in July. I could, fuck, it could be the hottest day. August 15th is always the hottest day of the year. And that's when I want a turkey dinner. Heat makes me tired. And so then the tryptophan on the turkey makes me tired. Winter, I actually come alive. Winter is usually a time where people get cozy and they're sleepy and they're tired. Summer, when I'm sweating, I'm <laughs> on a chaise lounge just getting riddled with mosquito bites. But when I'm the winter, that's when I start exercising. You know, the sun goes down at noon and I'm out there just fucking getting in the steps. I'm getting them in. This is where I come alive. I don't know why. I am technically a winter baby. I'm a March 15, kind of, I a March gal. But for a lot of people, some people, that's really spring break. I am a spring break baby. Okay. And if you didn't think that that was the most accurate thing you've ever heard, knowing whatever little information you know about me, me being a spring break baby checks out. The party's getting started. Let's fucking go. Duh. <laughs> Duh. My sister is also a winter baby. You know, well, let's get her on the podcast next week. I will get her on the podcast next week. She'll be home. I say home, she lives 20 minutes away from us, but you know, she's very busy. But Ashley is a February baby. And let me tell you, Aquariuses and Capricorns will be the two saltiest people you'll ever meet in your life. And I love them. I love them. All the people in my life are Aquarius and Capricorns, but my God, will they drag you through their shit? Oh my God. They're like, our birthdays are around the holidays. We're better. I'm like, pipe down. All right relax. I'm sorry. Go get a sun lamp. I know seasonal depression is a real thing, but don't take it out on me. I'm a spring break baby. Nobody could come to my party because they were at the beach with their family. Anywho. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know where we're going with this. I just wanted to have something that y'all could listen to a little bonus episode while you're doing your shopping. You're, you know, I know what you're doing right now. For the gals that are listening, you're over there changing the duvet covers in the guest bedroom. You're cutting some random flowers on a bedside table for your sister-in-law who's coming. And you know that she's going to judge all your home decor and, and, you know, pipe back to your mother-in-law says that I think, I think, you know how the conversation is going to go, you know, even though you guys are tight, you know, the conversation is going to go in your mind. You're fluffing this duvet, cutting the flowers for the bedside table, which is already generous enough because you're worried that because you got a new pharmaceutical sales job, you're so you want the information to get back to the in-laws that you're doing well, you know, the conversation is going to go. No, honestly, mom, literally the sheets were from Crate and Barrel. No, they were nice. It, she had fresh cut flowers. I don't even know how, how she had the time to do the fresh cut flowers, seeing as she has a new pharmaceutical sales job. I mean, they're, do, they're doing well. They must be doing well. Like, that's all you care about. <laughs> Every woman who's listening to this knows this conversation. You know, this, this thought process that's happened in your head. Maybe if you're a guy listening to this, you know what I mean? You're doing the liquor store run because your wife grabbed you by the, literally by the top button near your throat on your collared Peter Millar shirt and was like, get red wine. And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. So you're getting out of the house because she's screaming. She's been vacuuming. The kids are going fucking nuts. The dog that you're trying to recreate train is just shat all over the damn crate. 
and he's only been in there three minutes and you already took him on a walk. So you get in the suburban, you're driving down to the package store and you're like, just get red wine. My, my wife's not going to make it because we got to entertain the family this week. Dude, it's stressful. I get it. I get it. So wherever you are right now, whether you're driving to the liquor store, you know, you're cruising through Costco, maybe you're at Target doing a midnight run because you want to get some garland because you stayed up till 3 a.m. because you forgot you took an Adderall too late in the day and then you're zipping around, filling up your Pinterest board with all these ideas that you have for decorating. I want to decorate this year for Christmas. I am going to. I'm going to do something nice, make the outside look really nice. We live in a beautiful neighborhood. They're all very judgy. But I want to I want to make it nice. And you know, I don't I don't decorate for the holidays. We always go away. But we've decided to stay low key this year. Rest, relax. I mean, for God's sakes, the episode that you heard 2 days ago, I I was in a full spiral. So you know that mama needs to kick her feet up a little bit and just relax. Be home. But I think in order to make it special for my husband, yes, his father-in-law did die at Christmas, which is my dad. I said, I'm not going to be a Scrooge this year. Jeff's got to have sinus surgery. Oh my God, I'm going to be nurse ratchet taking care of his ass. And the, and the doctor said that recovery is not going to be bad. Jeff has had a broken nose since a hockey accident when he was like 15. And he has been unable to breathe out of one side of his face for, I don't know, what is that, 20 something years? And I have had to listen to him. We've been together 13 of that. I have had to listen to him every day. Talk about how he can't breathe. And I finally grabbed him by the throat of his Peter Millar shirt. And I said, call an ENT, motherfucker. You're killing me. So <laughs> he's having surgery around the holidays. So I'm going to make it festive. I'm going to make it nice. I got the chimney guy coming. He's going to do a little sweep because we had some I, I shit you not, some turkey vultures that made a nest at the top. I did Google that. Is a vulture on your roof a bad omen? Not if they're turkey vultures. Those only eat small little rodents. They don't pick up the corpse of your grandmother if she's died at the table. So I'm going to have a chimney sweeper come. It's not even cold here in Atlanta. It's 70 degrees today. It's not even like we can turn on the fire for warmth. Okay, I just want ambiance. My goal I'm in a re I'm a, we're about to redo the laundry room. I'm about to wallpaper the shit out of that. I'm getting so horny for wallpaper right now. I didn't even know you could get turned on by wallpaper, but guess what? I'm horned up. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know if we're going like a little French chateau. I don't know if we're going ox blood red with a little texture. I don't know. I'm redoing the garage. I'm redoing the pantry. So your girl for 48 hours at some point in the next two weeks is going to be locked in the house with the Walkman on, listening to her own podcast for quality control. And I'm going to be cleaning and organizing and getting ready. We are decorating. We are hunkering the fuck down so that when I have to take care of my husband post sinus surgery, I will at least have a nice oasis for myself. I said, I'm not going to be the Grinch this year. I'm going to put up garland. William Sonoma sent me these beautiful animal print stockings. I mean, bitch, we haven't even put up a stocking since 15. Have not put up a stocking. And I'm ready to put one up. So anyways, I'll let you know where I get my tree. I'll, I'll give you all the details. But anywho, I'm just letting you know what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know because I know that you know 
that you're in the car right now driving. You left the kids with your your in-laws or you left the kids with your sister at home. Your husband's dicking around. Is somebody didn't put in the turkey order. So you're panicking because Whole Foods is out. I know how this goes. It's the week before Thanksgiving. All hell is about to break loose. And for what? None of us know. Thanksgiving is supposed to be a time where you get together and you're thankful. And you know what it turns everybody into? A raging cunt. So this is a fire episode. I am making myself laugh tremendously. And naturally, we're only doing audio only. I swear to God, the algorithm, it's killing me. You know, I may not have human children, but I have animal children and they are the greatest things in the world. And I'm talking about rigatoni, macaroni, the loves of my life, my two Frenchies. And let me tell you what, I am so friggin' excited that Farmer's Dog is a sponsor of the podcast because guess what? That is what I actually, actually feed my dogs, okay? They love it. They love it. They literally run down the stairs. When I say breakfast, these dogs are at 10 and 2, saluting, ready to go. They are obsessed with Farmer's Dog. One of the reasons I love Farmer's Dog is because A, my vet signed off on it. My vet was like, this is fantastic. This is nutritionally balanced. Macaroni doesn't do well with chicken. So I make sure that I only have beef or turkey for her and it comes pre-portioned. So you know exactly how much you should be serving your dog. Let me tell you, Having an overweight dog or an underweight dog is really scary. And the vet has said, Farmer's Dog helps us keep right on track. Balanced is the key. The Farmer's Dog isn't just fresh, high-quality food. They also send the food, like I said, pre-portioned specifically for your dog's needs based on their unique nutritional needs. And this makes it so easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight. And did you know, dogs at a healthy weight tend to live up to 2.5 years longer than overweight dogs. So we are here for it. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coats, skin to better breath, even easier digestion, and hey, smaller, better poops. You know what I mean? I should start feeding this to my husband. If it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. That means more magical moments with your dog with no actual magic required. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. That is thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Now, back to the podcast. All right, let's get into my hot takes. It's really just ask me anything. The feedback that I've gotten from y'all, y'all really love just a, a rapid fire ask me anything. I have not looked at these. I have not gone through them. So I'm gonna pull these up because to me, this is one of the best ways just to A to B get directly to you. I love that you call in for the hotline. And as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Wanted to give you an update. We have a special guest in the studio next week, Okay. But then immediately after Thanksgiving, so the Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, that weekend, I will be recording my very famous post-Thanksgiving episode. I'll be in the studio. I need you to call in with your, oh, fuck, oh, shit, what happened at the table? Who was fighting over the election? Who got caught drinking peach schnapps when they said they were fresh out of the rehabs? Who forgot to pick up the stuffing? Like, I need to know the family drama. I need to know the absolutely nots. I need to know who was yelling racial slurs at each other. I just need to know what happened. 
because, you know, the post Thanksgiving wrap up is the is one of my favorite episodes of the year. It brings me so much joy because it makes me feel better. You know, we have a very small family. It's just my sister, my husband, my mom and I. And of course, we have friends and family that come over. I no no more family, just friends. Everyone else is dead. But so I I got to live. We already have our own drama. You know what I mean? I'm sure Jeff's going to be huffing and puffing if he burns the duck. And then my mom's going to be like, why are you so grumpy? And then Jeff's going to be like, I'm nervous about my sinus surgery. And then my sister's going to be yelling at me about something that I did wrong with my taxes. Like we already have our own shit. Okay. By all means. But what I'm saying is I love it because I don't have 45 people coming to my house that I'm blood related to, that I'm forced to look face to face with. I want to hear about your shit. I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. It brings me joy. All right, let's get into these questions real quick. Again, I put something up on Instagram today that just said, hey, hit me with any of your Q&As. Ask me anything. So let's rip through these because this is always a highlight. Whenever Whenever these episodes come out, these little bonus episodes, you very much so enjoy them. So thanks for being a part of this. Okay, straight out the gate. How do you rest and recharge in this season of busy and travel? What are your must do's? All right, well, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I had a nervous breakdown. Go back and listen to the episode from Wednesday. And I'll tell you that I I took a quarter of an Adderall and had a panic attack in a bar in Athens, Georgia. So not one of my finer moments. I am definitely, you know, I said that I was gonna start slowing down and saying no to more opportunities, but that's just not in my DNA. I've already was supposed to have the entire month of December off. I'm now apparently doing like a commercial, which is great. I mean, listen, I'm, I am glad to work. I know hopefully I'll have a nice long career in comedy because life is ever changing. Things are only getting more ridiculous and more hysterical. But I said to my, my team, I said, guys, I'm taking off December and that's not happening, (laughs) but I'm spacing it out. I'm taking Friday off. You know what I mean? This will come out tomorrow. I, I am taking Friday off. I'm going to clean my garage. I'm, and I know that does not sound appealing to anybody else, but getting my life in order a little bit to make a nice home is what's bringing me joy. Still doing something slightly active, but it, where I can turn my brain off. Like, I don't know why vacuuming is like the most calming thing to me. I'm not an, oh, and I, I don't mean to say this in a flippant way. I'm not an OCD, like clean person. Like I am clean. Everything is bleached and wiped down, but I've got clothes everywhere. Hurricane Heather. But there is something that brings me a lot of joy about a quiet moment where I'm just sweeping, I'm vacuuming. You know what I mean? I just reorganize my closet. That's what helps me. It's tactile. I smoke a little weed, but I make sure it's a sativa blend. So I'm kind of giggling and I put on something silly. And I, you know, it's usually like a, I don't know, like a, a, a Huberman, you know, Dr. Huberman, Andrew Huberman. <laughs> I listened to a podcast about him telling me how I need to fix my life medically. And I giggle and I reorganize books on a shelf. That's just for me what I am doing because I have been away. But how do you rest and recharge? Put the phone on do not disturb. I felt more overwhelmed this week post, you know, when I was shooting and doing everything last week, I just couldn't answer my phone. All the people that needed to get in touch with me were right in front of me. My family, my business partners, you know, producers, like everybody who was with me was with me. But now this week, trying to catch up to the million fucking text messages is honestly overwhelming. And sometimes I come out of the podcast studio or I come out from recording. So I've been off the grid for an hour and and I get text messages. I'll have a hundred text messages of random shit. 
And that doesn't mean I have a hundred friends. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just a, a hundred different fucking things that need me. And then you go into your, your email and it's even the same. So I always tell people, you want to get in touch with me? Call me. I will answer the phone. I don't, I cannot stand and be like, well, you got to answer text messages. I'm going to walk out of here and there'll be 600 text messages. And that is worse than an email. So put your phone on do not disturb. If you need to go outside and you need to smoke a cigarette in the middle of your holiday festivities, I don't encourage smoking, but do it. You know, you need to go for a walk. Oh God, there's nothing worse than when you're at like your in-laws or you have the in-laws there or you're just at another, another person's house. Go for that morning walk. Make yourself a cup of coffee and go for that morning walk so you're not sitting at that island in the kitchen getting grilled about when you're going to have kids or whatever that is. Maybe you're at your sister's house and her kids are screaming and you just go for a walk. Say, I'm going to get some fresh air real quick. Pour yourself a coffee in that Stanley cup and go on an hour long walk. Do whatever you need to do. And if that is also, if rest and recovery for you is taking a Klonopin and watching me star on the Great American Bake Off on the Roku channel, do it. Maybe it's drinking seven poppy sodas and then going rollerblading. Do it. Maybe it's putting on a weighted blanket and watching some Hallmark Channel movies and hysterically crying and then holding the urn of your dead mother's ashes. Whatever that is for you, do it. But we've got to find a good way to say, I can't tonight. I just need a break. But then also on the flip side of that, we probably only have about three good years left on this earth. So you might as well party while you can because we're all going to die. Great question. Ooh, fuck, Mary kill, holiday meats edition, turkey, prime rib, ham. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. Now, I love a turkey sandwich. I've said this a million times. A turkey club, nice, really sharp cheddar, maybe a, Havar- a dill Havarti with some bacon, lettuce, tomato, grilled sourdough, nothing better. But just hot turkey, it's not doing it for me these days. So I'm going to, Killed turkey. I'm going to marry prime rib. Prime rib is one of the most delicious cuts of meat on the planet with a nice jus, with a nice mashed potato where it's all kind of mixed together. And I'm going to fuck a ham. I don't think honey baked ham gets enough love. Dude, I would fuck a honey baked ham raw dog. I would take a slices of honey baked ham, put it on my body and let that... <laughs> Let the neighborhood dogs bark. You know what I'm saying? What was the last time you had a honey baked ham? I haven't in a minute. It's probably like chock full of chemicals, but a honey baked ham, that's sexy. Pork is always sexy. Sorry if you, you know, don't, don't consume. But I'm going to go ham, I'm going to fuck. Prime rib is always delicious. There's not a day of the week where if you put a nice plate of prime rib and some mashed potatoes in front of me, I would say, nah, I'm not into it. I will always want a prime rib. Great question. All right. Do you think you will ever move out of your mom's house? Okay, Laura, great question. So this is really interesting. A girlfriend of mine, Lacey, we were together in Italy and she was like, so are you moving into your mom's house? And I was like, oh, no, 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 we live together. And she and I had such a good laugh about it because she was like, oh, I thought that was like a temporary thing. And I said, no, a lot of people think that, but we actually like all cohabitate together. It's not normal. There are days where I will be in my car white knuckling the steering wheel of the Audi Q5 driving to Trader Joe's just like, I can't do this anymore. 
because it is still like living with your mother. My mom's an angel. She's the best. But there are moments where I'm still like, mom, like there's, there is no ability in my home to take a nap. Okay. I tell my mom all the time. I'm like, you got to let me fucking rest. How do I rest? I take a nap in my car in a Publix parking lot. My mom does not understand the concept of she needs to lay down. I shut my door. I've got the dogs in the bed. We're going to take a nice little nap, watch something, you know, the Kardashians. That's it. Let me nap. Robin does not understand that. She will open the door. She will get the dogs going. We have these enormous heavy front doors that were custom made. Like literally the entrance to our house is, is very big. And these doors, when you open them, I, I really don't think they're actually like, <laughs> I don't know if they, it's, it's kind of like opening a castle door. And I'm not saying we live in a castle. These doors are just obnoxiously huge. So when you open the door, the whole house kind of rattles, which I'm, I'm sure I might want to get somebody to come look at. And I always tell my mom, mom, if a package is delivered while I'm laying down, please don't open that door. Go around from the side, pick up the package, bring it back into the kitchen. That way the dogs don't freak out when they hear this enormous door open. Okay. I'm still working on reactive dogs. So the other day I lay down, I'm about to start taking a nap. I'm, I'm just so tired. I've got the new Robbie Williams Netflix documentary playing in the background. If you haven't watched it, if you don't know who Robbie Williams is, he's one of my favorite English pop stars. Anyways, and I can hear my mom. It's like four o'clock on a Sunday and she starts jingling that door and she pops it open. The dogs go nuts. And I'm like, I asked one simple thing. When my mom wants to take a nap, I don't vacuum. I sit quietly. I put on a little bossa nova on the Sonos, give the dogs a bone in their crate so everyone's calm and that's the quiet time. My mother does not understand when I am relaxing. <laughs> Come sit on the edge of my bed, ask me a million questions. Now, on the flip side of that, I ended up having a nervous breakdown last night because I got on TikTok. And I found this young lady and she documents her life taking care of her mom, who just a year ago was sharp as a tack and now is suffering from dementia. And I know this is, seems like it's taking a dark twist, but I was laying in bed last night. I had the dogs all settled. And what I like to do is go on YouTube and I put on a fake fireplace with Christmas music or nice cocktail jazz music with the fake fireplace. And the dogs love it. So we're sitting on the bed. I'm in my cozy sheets. I'm all tucked in. It's like 10 PM. And then I start watching this video. And so, of course, what do I do? I text my mom. She's down the hall. Will you come in here? She quiet. I say, be quiet, the dogs. And she comes in and she sits on the bed and I just hold her and I'm hysterically crying. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, this girl's mom has dementia. And, and I, I just, if anything happened to you, I would put a pillow over your head. And she's like, I hope you would. <laughs> you know? It's not normal. It's not. My sweet husband has the patience of a god, of a king. He has to take a lap sometimes. It's just not normal because regardless of how successful, mature, how much of an adult I am, my mom will still always have to chime in on everything. It's in their blood. Oh, you're going to wear that to dinner. All right. Oh, okay. So you got these kind of Persian cucumbers at the uh, the grocery store. I would have gone with English just because I think it'd go better with the salad, but whatever. Oh, Okay. So you've been getting a lot of packages. How are you doing with your finances? I'm like, Robin McMahon, lay off me. Lay the fuck off me. Is it normal? No. But we're building this house together. We're redoing a lot together. You know, listen, I would love to eventually have a compound where I can build my mom her own almost townhouse. 
you know, in the backyard or something. We'd have we'd have to move. We'd need more land. But we got we got it nice now. So no, is it is it forever? Yeah, probably. It's not normal to a lot of people, but I got to just also say it's not normal for white people. You know, we love and Robin is by no I mean she's spry as a damn Thanksgiving turkey. She's ready to go. She's out there fighting for her life. No, Robin's a honey baked ham, okay? Sexy, sassy, salty, sweet, all the things. But every other ethnicity, every other nationality, Asian, Mexican, you know, fuck the Swedes, everybody has their their parent or grandparent live with them. It is only in a white Caucasian culture that we send somebody to a nursing home. Just want to just want to guilt y'all. But no, right now we're all together. I don't know, maybe things will change when we have kids cuz we might outgrow the certain situation. But um whenever I need a nap, just just know if you ever see a white Audi Q5 with nougat colored interior and the seats are low in a Publix or a Trader Joe's parking lot, that's me and I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Honestly, honestly. Okay. Somebody said, Mary Brady said, you said you knew Jeff was the one. I had a very similar thing happen very recently and feel like I'm crazy. SOS. Mary, great question. I think you got to trust your gut. Now, obviously you need to make sure that it's reciprocated with this person or at least have contact with them. Like if you're like, oh, I saw Glenn Powell in the movie Top Gun or uh, that sexy cover on the cover of Men's Health and that's the one and he does not know you, then that is is called delusion. And that is not accurate. So I don't want you to think for two seconds that that's how that works. But there was something special when I met my husband. He walked in a bar and I go, that's the one. I just said, I'm going to marry him. And Christina was like, Jeff? And I said, yeah. And that was it. And now it did take a couple months for him to pick up on the fact that I even wanted him to ask me out on a date because, you know, men are fucking idiots. But I did feel something. I mean, listen, all I got to say is make the first move. It can't hurt. If you met somebody, somebody came into your place of work, as long as it's respectful, responsible, you met somebody at a party, reach out. Maybe they feel the same way too. It can't hurt to reach out. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose except your pride, dignity, and any shred of self-worth? I say go for it. When do we get more Jackie Schimmel? Great question from Brianna. Y'all, Jackie's a new mom. I just saw her. I met baby Clyde. He's an angel. He's a little mush. I, I am begging to take him to prom. I'm obsessed with him. But if you don't think that Jackie is also trying to keep up with her episode count of her podcast, we will probably do each other a solid and, and do a swap over the holidays. But we are both trying to keep our head above water. So it is not because I am beefing with Miss Schimmel. I love her. She's one of my best friends on the planet. I just saw her. She made a beautiful gnocchi for me at her house and a classic dirty martini and caviar pie. But just know we are all fighting for our lives. Okay, how to transition from one dog to two? I'm fighting for my life over here. Jenna, great question. Gotta be honest with you. That is one thing that has also been really alarming and why I'm trying to be home and be present. We've been struggling with the dogs and I don't talk about it publicly because everybody chimes in. But when Mac, Macaroni, my little Frenchie, my little girl, when she got fixed, so she got spayed, all of a sudden, like a month later, she started really challenging Rigatoni. And Frenchies are goobers. I mean, these dogs are, you know, act nuts, do zoomies, and then they're chill. So Riggs has never shown any aggression. 
But now Macaroni has really been challenging him. And we've been in some hairy situations where I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to break this up. And consulted the vet on it. The vet said, this can happen specifically in female dogs. As soon as they get fixed, so it's not while they're going through heat, when they get fixed, then they're now like, I'm the alpha bitch in the house. I get it. I really do. Thankfully, we've consulted the vet. We've, everybody's good. But now I brought in a big dog trainer. Shout out to my girl, Kayla. And she's coming to the house and we're having to retrain everything. Because the last thing I ever want is one of my dogs to get too aggressive towards each other because they love each other. One minute, they're kisses, loving, da, da 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 And then the next minute, they're fighting over a treat that fell and it is like World War III. So I've been watching all these videos on YouTube. I mean, Jeff, the other day, when we first started to notice that this was happening, we were both present and we both grabbed the dogs and we're like, what the fuck is happening? But it's Mac. She's trying to go and let him know she's the big dog. So of course, I'm dialed into the YouTubes. I immediately call like two dog psychiatrists, psychologists, and they're, we're monitoring it. We're re-leash re training. We're re-crate training. That's a fucking nightmare, but you got to be patient. And, you know, we fucked up with Riggs because we got him the first week of COVID. And he didn't get socialized enough. He did not get socialized with other dogs enough until he was like four months old. When like literally it was peak COVID. We'd take him on walks, but he never was like going over to a buddy's house to meet other dogs or doing doggy daycare or anything like that. So we're also having to teach him that he doesn't have to take care of me. I mean, it's layered. I'm so sorry. I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. This is so fucking boring. But either way, be patient and start the training now. Ride it out. There are nights now when Macaroni is in her crate and at 430 she is crying. And the hard thing is it's like you can't respond to the crying, but you also have to respond to the crying. So you never know. You're like, if I go down there and I open the crate because I know she has to potty, am I doing positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement? Do I let her cry it out? But I know she's got to take a dump. Like it is really a mind fuck. So with all this rest and relaxation of trying to be home, I'm also recreate training. And the dogs go to another great camp when we're gone. So now also too, I'm not having like, I have a house sitter just watch the house, but I have the dogs with the trainer to make sure that everybody's copacetic. And they're like, these are great dogs. It's just in the home, we fucked it up. Now we're doing a, a whole new leash training where they have to be like tethered <laughs> to the crate while we eat so that they know that we're the ones who eat. And then afterwards, then they get their treat. Like it is, we're starting back at the basics. It's boot camp for my bulldogs. It's always good when you have two dogs because they become friends or enemies, but you just got to get a good trainer and do it now. Don't be lazy about it. Any there For any reason that there is any error on your animal, it's because of human error. It's your fault. So I want you to know, bitch, if your second dog's being a little bitch, it's because she reads. She came into the area and she goes, oh, wow, I see the oldest dog has been doing whatever the fuck they want. So you know what I'm going to do? Take a dump on the rug. You want to know why? Because I don't respect you. That's where we're at. So I want you to know that if you are already feeling sorry for yourself, whatever is going on in your animal's life, it is equally your fault. All right, we're doubling down. Okay. Ooh, how to soothe the grundle rash. Real quick pivot. I'd say some probably aquaphor. Definitely consult your doctor. But anything that's got a nice, keep some moisture down there, but not you. We don't, we don't want to get it too yeasty. Definitely, though, I feel like you could put aquaphor in anything. Aquaphor on a dog bite, aquaphor on a bug bite, aquaphor on a sunburn, aquaphor on, you know, e e labia, 
I, I fully am always stocked with some sort of aquaphor because I believe in it. So that's what I would do. Okay. Shelly Belly said, bird shat on my new Heather McMahon shirt. Good luck times two or am I screwed? Good luck. Girl, great luck. If you got a little animal doo-doo on your, on your merch, honey, that just means I'm sending you a little wink. I'm sending you a little, little wink, wink, nudge, nudge saying, thanks for supporting. Thanks for coming to the shows. Thanks for buying the merch. And you know what, bitch? Today's your day. No, that's a that's great. That's a nice omen. We love that. All right. Would you let a geography professor with a clown fetish paint your face for an A in the class? All right. I think I need a little more context with this one. Would you let a geography professor with a clown fetish paint your face for an A in the class? Yes. I'm so sorry. The professor wants to give you an A for clown painting. Okay, let's just go ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there right now. One, make sure you're doing it in the classroom or on campus. You're not doing it alone. You're not like going over to this guy's fucking Winnebago. You know, if he wants to paint your face as a clown and you get an automatic A, yeah, that's called working smarter, not harder. Yeah, I'd let him carve a lightning bolt in the side of my cheek a la Harry Potter. You know how fucking hard geography is? I mean, I would have given all of my professors hand jobs if it meant that I I was averaging an A. <laughs> Dude, more time at the bar. Come on. Come on now. Okay, here is the question that I always get every time. When can we expect a mini-me? And that probably means when are you going to have a baby? You must, Kayla, I don't think you're new here because I recognize your, your Instagram. Girl, Did you not just listen to this week's episode? I had a meltdown in a bar because I haven't slept in a week. Touring is a lot, and I don't necessarily think it's probably the healthiest environment right now to try and get knocked up. Also, you need to go watch my Netflix special called Son I Never Had streaming uh, because I talk about the fertility issues and going through IVF. So while it is always fun to to kind of, I guess, indulge these questions of when I'm going to have a baby, I got a lot of shit that I got to deal with. I've got to prep my body. I got to do the IVF again. There are a lot of moving parts. So while I know that's just a, a, a harmless, you know, flippant question of just like, what, you know, I know I want to see another version of me. Are you kidding me? A fu- my fucking kid's going to be unhinged, Cheeto dust on the fingies. You know, just goofing, new boot goofing. But I don't know when that's going to happen. So you're going to have to be patient with me. Okay, I'm going to Australia. Can I at least go down under before I get knocked up? My God. Great question, though. Great question. (laughs) What is on the 2024 vision board? Wow, I've gotten a lot of these. 2024 vision board is to get my show at NBC picked up, also to create another show. I want to just be wheeling and dealing. And honestly, you know, to have the the success of the next special come out, to have that be very successful, to do more television and movies. And 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 the number one thing that would really just my brain would explode. I would probably have to go into hiding for quite some time afterwards because I would never be able to come down from that serotonin high would be to host SNL. That's what I've always wanted to do. I just keep saying it so that we can eventually play all of this back one day. And be embarrassed for me. But um, I want to host SNL. That's it. Okay. We're going to get to a couple more. Da, 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 da. Can I take you up 
in your offer for a divorce party. You talked about it on this pod. Absolutely. Listen, I think we should host more divorce parties. Instead of just saying, all right, now you're divorced. You've been through this trauma. You've had to fight for every nickel and dime and, you know, shark vacuum that you're splitting with your ex. Now we're going to throw you a party. Instead of the bachelorettes, I've said it before, we should have divorce parties. Let's take you down to Key West. Let's have you drink a couple daiquiris, put you on a high-speed boat, let you feel the wind in your hair, and shake your titties. I think a divorce party is a fantastic idea. And we should do more of those, you know? Let let your let your friends know, hey, the marriage didn't work out, but we're going to double down. We already gave you a wedding gift, but now... We're going to spend even more money on you because we all knew that that marriage wasn't going to last. All right. What have you learned about, quote unquote, friends who do the same as you in this industry? Hmm, interesting. What have you learned about friends, in quotes, who do the same thing as you in this industry? Well, I think from the way that this is typed, you're using sarcasm, right? So I don't know, ma'am. Katie who wrote in, I don't know if you're saying in your industry, you don't, you know, that you don't maybe consider these people real friends. Listen, I'm in fucking entertainment. Everyone is so full of shit. And there have been people that I have met recently where I'm like, oh, fucking kill me. And there have been people that don't need to be nice to me and have been lovely. I read through the bullshit. At the end of the day, no matter what business, no matter what genre, no matter what kind of community you're in, you're always going to have to play politics a little bit. But just mark it in the back of your brain. If someone's being a douche. Listen, I said this on someone's podcast. I was talking to Neil Brennan and I said, do you know how many of these male comedians I do their podcasts and then I ask them to reciprocate and they do not have time for me? They're all of a sudden booked up. Meanwhile, I was doing a hundred city tour, shooting a special, promoting the next special and finishing a script for NBC and doing the podcast and selling brand deals and and you couldn't give me 45 minutes of your time, I deal with this shit all the time. I deal with this shit all the fucking time. But then you have people that kind of come out of the woodwork and you're like, wow, that person wanted to promote me or support me or sent me kind words. The women in the industry are honestly great. And I'm not just saying that. And I'm not shitting on the dudes because I know they're all up their own asses and they're doing their shit. I mean, we're all really, truly busy. But, um, you know, Sometimes you got to play the play the game a little bit. Sometimes you got to put in the politics. I recently did a, a, a podcast with somebody and they could have been less interested. You know what I mean? Didn't ask me a single question about myself. Like could not have been less interested. And that's always funny because, you know, it is what it is. But you play the game a little bit and you hope to have these new connections and to meet new people. But you also just have to take some relationships at face value and be like, this is the nature of the biz. So I don't know what business you're in, but if you're, you know, having to go mingle at the the new new attorney's party at the law firm, just go do their network. And as long as you're always kind and have a great sense of humor and you're not a total bitch, you'll be okay. All right. This is a good question. How to get over a friendship breakup. Ooh, hitting us hard. Here's the deal. I had a friendship breakup and I, and I'm not a, I will let people pummel me in the pussy and just knock me down time and time again, because I don't like to give up on people. But I had a friendship that broke up around the time my dad died. It was a little bit layered in the fact that I don't think that they could fully understand what I was going through. And I, I couldn't understand that they didn't get that. But now, you know, we'll send each other a text message every now and then congratulate each other on, on each other's wins and successes. But it's sad. 
I mean, a friendship breakup, listen, you know, if they did something where either like they stole money from you or they did something really, truly unethical and unmoral, immoral, like slept with your boyfriend, like that's somebody you can never trust, you know, defrauded you by stealing your social security number and opening a checking account in your name. No, you don't need to be friends with that person. But I think nine, 99.9% of the time that we have failed relationships, friendships, even it's a communication. You know, you bitch to your other friend about what that person, what your feelings towards that person or what they said when you should have just confronted it. And I'm the worst at that because I just have to pick my battles. I work with a lot of my friends. So if something's upsetting me at work. I then try to let it go later, you know, but then it eats you up, you know, and we all sit around and be like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I heard that. I know they were bitching about this and it eats at you. And then you become resentful. But I think a lot of this is because of communication. Instead of thinking, I wonder what they're thinking or, you know, how we spiral and we hypothesize and we come up with all this crazy shit. Well, I bet that they did this because of this. Well, why don't you just fucking ask them? But if it's a friend that you can't trust, it's one thing if they've maybe gossiped about something because we all sit around and gossip. Don't act like you don't. But if it's something unethical, immoral, you know, they robbed from you, then that's a wrap. If it's a character thing, then you need to let that friendship go. And you're going to mourn it. You're going to mourn the friendship, but you got to let that go. If it's a miscommunication or there was a heated anger moment, let's come back to the table and figure out how to fix this. And maybe we needed a couple of days to cool down so we could think level-headed. But if it's a character thing, and you know what I'm talking about, like that person in that moment showed bad character, dude, character is a big thing. You know, my mom asked me the other day, she's, she, we were talking about something and she was talking about my dad and she's like, you know what? I loved him because he had good character. And that's what I say about Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's like a New Yorker talks bullshit. But let me tell you, character is what you do in the dark that people don't see. And my husband has the best character. Yeah. He bitches and complains and he's as an old man and has Ajita and he smokes his cigars and he wants to yell at the TV and he's a creep about Penn state football, but he's got great character. And there's a big difference. Remember Ray always said there's scammers and then there's con artists, con artists have the bad character. Scammers are just trying to weasel their way in for a good time. So if you're mourning it, mourn it. But 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 sit down and make a pros and cons list of what it what actually happened for this friendship to break up. Was it unethical? Was it immoral? Was it deceiving? Okay. Was it you guys have been around each other too much and you're both kind of being cunty, yada yada yada? Then there's that. And then you can assess if it's worth it to let it go or if you should stay in it. Somebody said, does Jeff work or just play golf? You need to come to the show. You clearly have not been to the show. So come on out, get your tickets at heatherontour.com and you'll learn all that information. Again, come to the show, heatherontour.com. And this is a good one. What gifts should you get your husbands this Christmas? Easy, easy. Make a little, you know, make a little scrapbook and their blowjob tokens and have a little certificates, right? A ticket for a massage, a ticket for a blowjob. I don't care if you give them two or you give them five. That's all they fucking want. Get, make him a little coupon book of blowjobs. That's all they want. And he will think it's hot and horny. And I don't know, wrap it up in a little garter 
you know, I tell Jeff, I'm like the lingerie, unless it's a nighty where I can just slip it on. I can't do the stockings and the hose and the garter belt and this because you need somebody else to help you get in it. It's not as easy as just clip it on and, you know, set it and forget it. But again, blowjob tokens go a long, long way. Um, okay. And then, oh, when are you coming to Portland? Hey, already came to Portland. I know I have a lot of new followers here. I've been getting questions like, when are you coming to Dallas? When are you coming here? I have played all those cities on this tour. I have added new fresh dates. So get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I have been there. I know you're new. I just played a huge show in Portland a couple months ago. So the way that this works is when you're on tour and you're touring specific new material, you go to all these cities. So you got to catch me while you can. But you can travel. Come to Salt Lake City. We've added. We've added Sacramento onto the list. So come from Portland down to Sacramento. It's going to be a good time. We all might die, but it'll It'll be fun. I'm going abroad to Australia. I'm going back down to Florida. We're going to Kentucky. We've added and we'll continue to add more dates. But I have been on the road for the last year. You got to catch me while you can. And last but not least, someone just said, what do you do with your dogs when you and Jeff are getting freaky? We casually push them under the covers to the edge of the bed. And I literally will make a little pillow for it. And I'll look at macaroni and go, sweetheart, look away. And I'm sure if a dog psychologist or a dog uh, medium were to come to our house, the first thing the dogs would pipe up about is that they've seen too much. I apologize, but it is what it is. It's all animal nature. At no point has a dog ever even looked our way. Riggs kind of like rolls over and snores, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you got to do what you got to do, you got to do what you've got to do. And last but not least, where do you get your inspiration from? I get my inspiration from all y'all, from the fucking dumb DMs, from the voicemails that are unhinged. Y'all keep me giggling. You keep me motivated. You're kind, you're considerate, you're encouraging. And I want you to know that I I hope that this extra little bonus podcast today has also given you a bit of encouragement. You can do this. The family's coming in town or you're traveling or you're about to be sitting at a fucking airport three hours early because TSA is being dicks. Take those shoes off, put the laptop in the bin, grab your kids, have a little nip of white wine. You can do this. When you need to go for a walk, go for a walk. When you need to go outside and smoke a cig, smoke a cig. When you need to pretend that you're really into quote unquote Black Friday sales, but all it means is that your in-laws are watching your kids while you and your husband go and sneak away to a movie and you pretend like you're Christmas shopping, fucking do it. All right. We're all just trying to survive. Give yourself some grace. Thank you guys for being here. As always, I love you. I mean it. I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode. And then uh, we'll continue to sprinkle in some more episodes through the, the year. But remember, next week, on the hotline, call in 800-213-7503. I will be listening to the voicemails the Friday after Thanksgiving and be recording an episode, probably, hopefully, with the Galah lady. And she and I will go through, we want to hear about your Thanksgiving trauma. Let us know what's going on. Hunker down, pray for daylight. You got it. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. See you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.